Talk. This is your community podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. I'm so excited to share everything about Winchester, Virginia with you. I certainly want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. If you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. Well, I'm excited to be with you once again. This is a little unusual for me, taking a break and having two weeks off, but it's given me a lot of time to reflect and think about the content of what to say to you guys, the listening audience, and it is, first of all, just the simplicity of knowing that the fall season is here. This is my favorite time of year. Yeah, the weather has been a little bit of rainy, but we have needed that, right? I mean, everyone around us has talked about the the drought here in Winchester, Frederick County and the surrounding areas. So thank goodness for the, the much needed rain over the last uh, several days. And I'm excited to, to get back into the host seat with you because as we look to the, the, the focus of this podcast and especially this specific episode, I'm excited. You know, I, I have my, my real estate hat that I wear on a regular basis but at the same time, you've heard me talk about how I also have a different role and a different career, which is at Fellowship Bible Church, where I, uh, I play music, I do production, uh, have some planning projects at that church. Um, and so my love of music um, doesn't always come through on, on this podcast, but I like to um, use gifts and talents and musical skills um, for the good of the community and obviously for church and for God. So from that um, stems this conversation today. Um, years and years ago, believe it or not, I actually put together um, a CD, recorded music, and wrote my own songs. You, yeah, you guys are probably like, what? I didn't realize that. So yeah, feel free. Go look for it. It's... I. I I haven't looked it up in a long time, but on iTunes, you can look up Mark Francis Band. There you go. So learn something new today, right? Well, that is out there. And um, so in that phase of my life, I was able to go out and play um, different uh, concerts, go on, I wouldn't call it a tour, but certainly played out at different places all around the community. Um, there was a, an episode that we did over a year ago with a guy named Jim Snedeker, who I've played music with him as well. And he, he plays different gigs at places like West Oaks and other farmers markets and places like that around town. I never really got to that level as much. Um, but I was certainly able to connect with a lot of musicians in town and a couple of the people that I did connect with at that time who actually helped me do some recordings were a couple of brothers and uh, they uh, are twins, and they played bass and electric guitar. Um, their names are Matt and Jason Strosnyder, and so I have a long-lasting relationship with them, and I'm excited to bring them on today because, again, for the, the fun of what Iconic Talk can bring to you, the listening audience, is yes, real estate knowledge, yes, educational information about the market, about the town, um, but more importantly, it's about the people. And it's about the local businesses and things like that that we want to support. So I'm constantly going back and forth between talking real estate, but then also talking Winchester. And so this is a prime example of merging my two worlds together of music, my love of that, along with local businesses, 
and uh, get a chance to hear some really fun, cool stories from Matt and Jason Strosnider. So here, without further ado, is my conversation with Matt and Jason Strosnider from Shenandoah Music. Well, I have Matt and Jason Strosnider here. How are you guys? Doing good, man. Doing great, man. Awesome. Thanks so much. You know, it's been a while since we've caught up, and I've seen you every now and then out yep. and about playing gigs, which is really cool. Um, but I want to get to know you guys from the very beginning. So let's talk about your your existence because you guys are brothers. We are twin. twin you brothers. guys are twins, and so you probably say the same thing over top of each other all the time, right? I'm going to give you a chance yeah, to speak here, Jay. We keep looking at each other, trying to make sure we don't talk at the same time. <laughs> so that's, that, that's Jason. Matt, you can say hello, too. Yes. Hi, everyone. Right. I'm Matt. Awesome. <laughs> well, you guys are going to be very entertaining today. I love it. And um, so just talk about your life. What, what got you to Winchester? Were you guys born and raised? Born yeah. and raised in Winchester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both our parents, our families are from Frederick County originally, so... Yeah, you got to set the scene. Yeah, I'm sorry. Set the scene, go ahead, right? go ahead. Yeah. It was a stormy or sunny day yeah. in 1987, May 29th. Was it stormy? It was, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I, I, that's that's good, the sure. day I was born. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> My mother and father racing to the hospital yeah. just in the nick of time. And the doctor walks out of the uh, delivery room and says, well, you got two. <laughs> well, you got two. <laughs> and they're both boys. There you go. Right. If you get that one, you get that other one. Yeah. yeah now, Strohsniner is kind of a common name around town here. Um, talk about like the family history. What, what roots do you guys have? Oh. Man, you know, um, it is in this area with an I, with a Y, with an A-W, something like that. Um, you, you probably know a Strohsniner. And um, I can't speak too much to the lineage, but Matt and I's Strohsnyder clan, the bit we know is our, our mostly immediate family. Um, our grandfather had five boys, Donald, Doug, Ozzy, Roger, Louie, and um, they all grew up in the area, Stephen City area, uh-huh. all through Armel and stuff. Um, and our Uncle Roger's the one that opened up the music store, okay. um, uh, Shenandoah Music, back in 86. And that kind of became like a staple of the community and stuff. But so let's talk about him. So like what drew him to actually open up a music store in town? Well, back in, I guess, 1973, I think is what he's always told me. Uh, he got a job at G&M Music, and they're like the oldest music store in Winchester yep. and also our competition. But that's yep. neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he got a job. He was working for them originally. And he worked there for like 13 years. And um, basically what happened is that he was, as he was working there more, taking on more responsibility, he wanted to take on more at the store and and work to become, you know, part owner or just do more around the store. Mm. And uh, the way he always told me is that, um, I think it was Mr. Guymond was his mentor over there. And he told him, Roger, I am an old man and the store's working <laughs> and I'm, I'm too old to change. This is the way I've always done things. So I'm not worried about changing it. And you're, you're a really motivated individual. I think the best thing for you to do is just open up your own store. That's about the nicest way no to kidding. get fired. I think. Wow. I that is. I mean, it's a little bit of motivation too yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then, so uncle Roger, you know, he told me stories. He would, um, he went to the bank to actually get a loan and they told him, nah, this isn't going to work on another music store in Winchester guitars and basses and instruments out of your garage. Do no. that at home first. That's what they told him to do. Oh my um, so he ended up getting a loan um, from some family and opened up his store on the downtown walking mall in 1986. Mm-hmm. And five, and it was a, it started, it worked out pretty well. And five years later, 
Um, the business grew enough that he moved down to farther on South Loudon Street where we are now mm-hmm. between a laundromat and a Weight Watchers. But I yep. don't think it was a laundromat and a Weight Watchers was that. then. <laughs> that doesn't matter either. But you said 1986, but then you uh-huh. said it was a stormy night in 1987. Yeah. So you guys were born even after the store existed. Exactly right. And you probably started working there when you were five, right? <laughs> what you what know, did they do? I think our very first time, like a, like a dream come true, getting asked to come help out at the store um, we, were we were like 15. Were we even 15? And Uncle Roger asked us to come in and help take inventory. Child labor laws. Exactly yeah, right. Sure. You know, and he's like, these are my nephews. So what's family for? And I was yep. like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We're going to, you know, get to tune up guitars. We're well, Roger, Uncle Roger. I'm here to help. What do you want me to do? Yeah. What I want you to do is go to that counter there, son. And I want you to count guitar picks for me. <laughs> wow. That'll keep you busy for a while, <laughs> right? Do not. We went through, we counted every guitar pick. We counted packs of strings. Uh, the last thing I remember us doing that day was we were in the PA room putting away like cable ends and stuff like that where you make your own yeah. cables. Yeah. And having to write down how many microphone ends, how many speaker ends, stuff like that. Oh so now that you're gosh. in the business, let's just fast forward, yeah, speak yeah. the truth. Is that an essential item or was he just keeping you guys busy to make you happy? <laughs> I mean, do you really count picks today? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> really? <laughs> got to do a physical inventory I gotta do, yeah, once a year. Yeah, I got to do at least once a year. <laughs> and I do put it off, so it is once a year. Uh-huh. But, um, yes, Jason can attest to it. Uh, my mother-in-law, my wife can all attest to it, the fact that I count every single guitar you pick. Count every you need to get a little bit older so where you have some kids around yeah, you to where need, like, right? they can count things for you. I need some yeah. really excited teenagers. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, so, so you started 14 or 15 years old. What school did you guys go to? Uh, Sharando. Yep, Sharando High School. Okay, so you're Sharando dudes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Graduated there, went to Lord Fairfax and milled around for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually when I started to work at the store. Um, yeah, that was the first time I was officially hired was I was about 19 years old, I mm-hmm. think. 2006, right? 2006. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roger needs some part-time help, so I started to go in there. And next thing you know, I'm there pretty much all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too long after that when I get I met you guys. Yeah. yeah. So you, you guys were into music then, too. Oh, yeah. So this is not just like a family forcing you to do things. Talk about each of your kind of love for music and what, what, what do you guys... What's your style? What what instruments do you like to play? Yeah, Jay, oh. you want to go first? I feel like you were the I feel like you were the one who kind of discovered a passion for instruments first. I guess so. Yeah, Matt and I have always both been. We never thought about it that way, but we've always been incredibly musical, mm-hmm. singing, always being in choirs and things like that in church and in school. Um, and I think my my first true instrument, aside from the recorder, was a trumpet. Oh, wow. Okay. And in middle school, they said, who wants to be in band? They took us all down to the band room, had us try everything out. I did really well with trumpet. And I, I played that for like five or six years, I think, through into high school and stuff. But guitar is my one. Everything else faded away. Yeah. And that is... To this day, that is my only true instrument that I play. And how did you learn it? Like, did you... Did you have, uh, was Roger somebody who gave you lessons? Did you learn it on your own? You guys are laughing, so I got I to hear it. I've got some, we've got some great <laughs> okay. Uncle Roger lesson stories. Okay. I, I say, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love my Uncle Roger. He did not show me how to play. You know, actually, no, I take that back. He did show me one little lick on the guitar. He, mm-hmm. He's actually the one who gave us mm-hmm. a guitar to, to learn on. It was uh, Christmas Eve one year. He pulls out this guitar and he gives it to my brother, Matt. And he goes, now I'm going to show you how to do this little lick on here, Matt. 
and only Matt. And, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and he shows Matt how to do everything. And he goes, and Jason, I got something real good for you. And I'm all excited. And he reaches into this bag and pulls out a slide whistle. No. I, <laughs> he had a lot of faith and confidence in you then, huh? And he goes, and you just learned how to play that slide whistle. I think the next day, Matt, I, I don't even know if you ever got a chance. I just practiced that little lick he gave us. And, uh-huh. For, and then I put it away for a year until one of my buddies learned how to play. And that's what really, oh, you, you play? I've got a guitar at home. And we got all into that. Yeah. But it was, um, we used to take lessons from Phil Zuckerman. Okay. And um, I would just show up every week with a, whatever song I wanted to learn. And he'd write it out for me. And I would go home and practice it all week long and come back and learn more and more and more. And, you know, it's, it's um, you just kind of consume the instrument. You know, I'm yeah. so thankful that I learned how to play guitar when I was 14 years old and had nothing but hours and hours and hours right. to pour into my instrument right? because I could just pick everything up and, and it really set me up for the rest of my life. You have spurts of growth and then you plateau and then you dive back into it and you have spurts again yep. and then you plateau. So I, I know what you're talking about. So Matt, for you, like what, what instrument did you gravitate towards and how did you grow into yeah. it? So similar to Jason, I did trumpet in middle school mm-hmm. the first year, um, and uh, I picked the trumpet because I looked at all the other instruments, and one, I could make a sound on the trumpet, and then two, I looked and I said, well, this one's only got three buttons. That's about the easiest one there is to play. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but no. I only did it for about a year, because then, uh, then I was like, I'm going to do choir. I Singing's easy. I'm going to do that. I was path of least musical resistance, so <laughs> then I went and did choir, um, through high school and then so yeah Jason started learning how to play guitar and I wasn't really interested in that um, and him and our best friend uh, were both playing guitar and they said we want to start a band yep and I said oh what that's you, cool what do you need for a band exactly right I was like well, yep. what do you need and I was like guys 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 I can sing I'll sing <laughs> they both looked at me no that's no. lame you're not gonna sing <laughs> what is wrong with you and so I'm like well what can I do they go, we need a bass player. I don't even know what a bass was. I was like, mm-hmm. what's a bass? And Jay's like, it's got four strings. It's a lot like a guitar. Four strings, there you so, go. So I call up Uncle Roger, and I was like, hey, Uncle Roger, I think I want to get into playing bass. Do you you think you have something I could borrow? And I mean, within like a couple hours, I just left him a message on the phone. He shows up at the house with a bass guitar for nice. him with his 1977 Ernie Ball Music oh, Man. I did mean, he teach gosh. you a lick as well? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Years later, I even asked when I was getting ready for my country, when I was getting ready for the audition for my country band, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's a couple of Conway Twitty songs, and I didn't know any of them. And I said, Uncle Rod, do you know any of these? He goes, oh, heck yeah, sure. I said, could you show me real quick on bass? I mean, this is years later. And he kind of listened to me, he goes, well, I mean, I could, but then I would just be robbing you of all the joy of learning it yourself. <laughs> it turns Spoken around like and shuts the teacher. door on me. Yeah. <laughs> Most Uncle Roger answer ever. Yeah, yeah right, right. right. I could show you, yeah. but then you wouldn't get to learn it for yourself. But, yeah. you know, he just, I mean, without even a, a second thought, he comes over and gives me a bass guitar to use. And, you know, and it's not like, um, you know, our, fa- our whole family's musical, so it was kind of cool. Everybody was into it, but Uncle Roger's always the one that has all the extra stuff. He owned the music store, so, mm-hmm. yeah, he brought me one of his basses. And, and Jason immediately took me aside because we were going over to our friend Zach's house that afternoon to, you know, try to play some stuff. And Jason immediately takes me aside and says, let me just show you a couple of things like that I can pick out on this from guitar Mm. so I can show you on bass and kind of gave me a, like a crash course. And, and we took it from there. And then, like he said, you know, it's not a misstatement. We took lessons from Phil. Phil Zuckerman was super nice weekend since we're twins he would say all right well you know jason can come one weekend matt you can come the next week <laughs> two for the, the price of one there you yeah, go yeah, pretty pretty much. Much. such <laughs> a sweet guy 
And, and so we did that for a long time. And, uh, and yeah, that's how I got started. And just like Jason, you know, kind of taking the guitar like a fish to water. That's how I felt about bass. And yeah. as soon as I picked it up, I was like, this is the instrument for me. This is what nice. I should be doing. Nice. And uh, I haven't looked back to this day. Bass is still my only instrument. Yep. It's the only one. No I'm more playing. trumpet. No more no. trumpet. Yeah. One year, yeah. one and done. Yep. Yep. So but, then as you learn the instrument and uh -huh. you meet up with some friends and stuff, you're like, let's start a band. What kind of bands have you guys been a part of with? part of over the years man well i guess our first high school band has been like was that was like high school into college and we went through a bunch of name changes silent uproar uh or some of the other ones exit only oh, yep. uh -huh. um finally C coconut radio was the one that stuck <laughs> yep. and this and okay. we're like a hard rock band okay but it's just that's our that's me and jay's personality i'm like nothing serious so yeah. like the dumbest name possible yep. in every band picture ever we had the drummer and my my buddy that was the lead singer serious as could be right and then like you could just cut it right in half because on the other sides matt and jason making doofy faces <laughs> finger pointing <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> making the guns whatever you God, know fun exactly so that was me and jay so where did you guys play like what kind of uh venues did you go oh yeah all i think all the same stuff that like anybody in our age was doing so like lfcc we would mm -hmm. play over at the special event center they would do little shows over at um back when there was the good karma center in berryville mm -hmm. uh where else did we play at a bunch of community centers yeah we used to do community centers pool they they used to do those um they used to do battle battle of the bands the parks and yeah. rec department would do yeah and we used to do those all the time um the i think the only like quote unquote big show we ever did was a battle of the bands in dc huh. at it was nations that? nations it was a club called nations nice and um if any kids are listening to this anytime a venue says we're gonna let you play on the ticket you just have to sell 50 tickets to do it oh wow <laughs> Oh, it's, wow. a, it's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> it, is, it is pay to play. Don't get me wrong. Right. We went there. We actually got to play and everything. But you will you will hawk these tickets to your friends and family. Wow. <laughs> it was, and that was, but that was like, and that was probably like the biggest gig that we ever did as our you know original high school band. Or you know, well at that point we were in college, but that was like the biggest thing we did. We, we went, like, but it's tough to make money as a musician. Oh yeah. I mean, it, just to even be in a band or yeah. to, to go play on a certain gig and try to just promote yourself out there is one thing oh, yeah but then to actually get the gigs and make the money and make a career out of it i oh mean that's gosh. that's tough we didn't even i don't think i ever got paid to play music until i joined my country band uh -huh. like until i joined the cover band and then i was like oh i can get paid for this yeah why would i ever do it for free yeah <laughs> right best and worst thing you will ever do yeah. is get paid to play music yeah because after you get paid once you go why did I ever do this for free? <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward a little bit. Yeah. You guys continue to work at the store. Yes. And, and so you see Uncle Roger is kind of talking to you guys about what is his career look like. Walk us through the transition of how Matt, I guess you took over. Jason, you're still on board. Walk us through kind of what that looked like for you guys as a career to say, yeah, I want to stick with this whole Shenandoah music thing. So I think that all started, so Jason started in 2011, I just, I was graduating from Shenandoah mm -hmm. um, and finishing up with a business, with a degree in business over there. And so I was starting to look for jobs and um, that's when my uncle Roger called me and he said, I'm looking for another salesperson. Um, and I was like, I mean, sales uncle Roger, like, I mean, I just, I've got a master's degree. I've got an MBA now. <laughs> I think I want to do more than sit on a sales floor. Yeah. 
Um, and he's like, I get that. But he's like, I mean, the reason I want you to come, he's like, I want you and your brother to take over my store. He's like, I want you to become the you know next owner of Shenandoah Music. I want to mm-hmm. turn it over to you eventually. I said, oh, that's kind of hard to argue with. Okay, I'll come work for you then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started working for him under this, as a sales guy. And I was in charge of band and the percussion department and keyboards. Okay. Um, and that was kind of cool. Learn, which is not my forte at all. I don't play any of those instruments. But it's cool. That's like it. That's life, right? You gotta become strictly yeah. right. Yeah. And that's what I did, and you know, have to be able to talk about them and stuff. And um, I think at the time I kind of scratched my head. I'm like, why would you put me over here when my strength is obviously the other side of the store? But there's some logic there because I think there was some logic. There was also a very real part that was like, I just need a guy to work over here, and you're the one. But right. <laughs> but the count, logic count is, the picks. Yeah, right. yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I need a guy to do it. But. But also, you know, the fact of like, hey, if you're going to run the store one day, you need to know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to be the man. And so, and it was a good thing. It was a great experience because, I mean, I'm because of that, having to do that now, I'm very knowledgeable about our percussion department and drums and band and orchestra instruments and keyboards and all the stuff that makes those things work, mm-hmm. as well as all the other stuff at the store. But, um, so, so he, Jason, so Matt gets yeah. not just the slide whistle, like he, he gets the guitar lick, but then he also gets tapped to say, okay, run I know. This. I didn't know that Roger how, said, hey, I want you to take over one day. <laughs> how, do you, how do you fit into that <laughs> equation? Right. How do you feel about that now? <laughs> Apparently Please. I was the first one hired, but then the afterthought thereafter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no. But you need an electric guitar player and somebody knowledgeable <laughs> yeah, to count right? picks. Yeah. Right? Oh. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I was kind, I kind of filled in with and for years, I filled in any single thing ever need to be done. If um, because I was I was part time for a while, and then when, even when I went full time, it was just kind of Jason fill in here, fill in do this. Um, so we we had had different people come and go, and I would if we got somebody in full time that would take over the band and orchestra department, awesome. And then as soon as they left, Jason go take care of ordering these drum sets, go put this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. I would do that. If the guitar section guy was sick, I would take over his section and do all that stuff. So, um, he's the real Swiss army knife. I really am. Obviously for Roger passing it off to people who he knows he can trust you guys doing it together, Matt, you're kind of taking over. So there's, there's value to this family owns, community-based business that in a day and age like today where you can get anything pretty much online uh, how do you work the community I say that nicely but how do you show yourself to the community to where there's value in the actual store here in town to work with guys like you yeah well I think um, it's a couple things and a couple things that we've really tried to change since I took over the store in in 2018 five years ago Um, and one that's always been the same is just your personality being warm and inviting. And you can, I know I've got a ton of customers and they say whenever they come into our store, it's like walking into cheers. I mean, because Jason and I are yep. at the front counter, we're like, yep. hey, there's Mark. Right. Hey, it's yep. uh, Terry. There's, you don't get when you do something online. Um, and there's that, uh, well, you call it continuity, mm-hmm. right? I know, I know what kind of music you play. I know the bands you've been in. I mm-hmm. know where you play at. Maybe I've played some of those places too. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, give that expert opinion. Um, but a lot of times it's that, that personality because a lot of people come to see us and especially late now, a lot of customers tell me, I'd rather deal with you. I want to, I would rather get something from you even if I have to wait for it because, you know, I know that when I'm getting it from you, it's the right thing or because you guys know, you know, you know what I do. You know my music, you know where I'm playing, you know how I'm going to use it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really great. Another mm-hmm. part of it is just um, now more than ever for a small shop and independent retailer like ours, it's trying to be as competitive because, you know, you can go online and you can browse 
almost unlimited an unlimited catalog of products from mm-hmm. different brands, whoever. So, especially the last couple of years, we've really tried to expand our product offering, mm-hmm. um, carrying way more brands than we used to, mm-hmm. um, getting into new brands, dropping old ones that just don't seem as popular. Um, and really trying to keep our finger on the pulse of what's in demand or what's, I guess, in vogue yeah. with our yeah. local community and just kind of the industry at large. Yeah. Um, and it's been, I think, pretty successful. What do you think? Oh, big time. I mean, and not just, it's not, again, having everything for the, the community at large is, is, is what we strive for. We want folks to know you come see us and we're going to have what you need. We're going to have the best price on it, which is another factor in marketing, you know, um, but we're going to have everything you need. But then it's also kind of nice when we've got touring musicians now that come mm. through the area with a lot of the venues that have opened mm-hmm. up here. And even they're coming in and saying, oh, my gosh, the the breadth of product you offer, what you have, the, the brands that we see. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's being the little guy. It's like it's, it's almost like being the advantage now because we have that power to wow people when they come in, which is just so just, like you said, the level of customer service that you can't get online or you can't get at a big store. You know, yeah, you go to a big store in the DC area and you can get just overwhelmed by stuff yeah. mm-hmm. and the level of service is going to be pretty limited as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually had a lot of customers recently tell me they've gone to bigger stores and they're like, this is terrible. Nobody even came up and said hi to me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's one of those things that like when we first started, when I first started at the store, they're, you know, I'm, Jay and I have always been affable people, really talkative. We get it honest. Yeah. Um, but there are things I like my uncle Roger used to really hammer home. Hey, Customer walks in the store within three seconds. You better say hi to yeah. him. You, and and especially, he's like, you better greet the customer. Let them know that you're you know welcome to the store because mm-hmm. you are happy they came in. And like other places I've been to, big and little, yeah, uh, that's a thing I always note. If so I'm like, is somebody going to greet me when I walk in? Because like I don't. Anytime like I walk into a store, if somebody doesn't say hi to me or it's like dead quiet and there's somebody behind the counter, I'm right. like, I do feel you like care? I'm, yeah, yeah, am I just trespassing right now? Like you right. think I'm just loitering? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you know. And try to give the experience that I would want, you know, and mm-hmm. be uh, somebody friendly and who's just as excited about the products as I am. Like, that's what we all want. Yeah. I mean, it's cool you're talking about touring people, yeah. you know, which are, are bands. Yeah. But then talk about kind of like the local community of like high schools and the high school bands and the instruments that, you know, parents are looking for or kids are playing. How do you market to that crowd oh, around man. town? You know, that's almost a, it's like a different animal um, with begin like especially this time you're back to school so it's beginning band season mm-hmm. and there's so many it's um in fact on our website for a rental town, <laughs> but that's what we get i get people yeah. that are so nervous about like back to school or beginning band parents that have no idea what their kid needs right and you know it's and you almost have to tell them like it's okay this is totally normal calm down we're gonna help you yeah and, and that's literally what we yeah. gotta say to so many people that walk in the store they have no idea what's going on what, what's a mellophone what do i yeah. need what's the mouthpiece for that i don't know and so um, it's, you know, trying to calm them down um, with that, you know, trying to put that word out there. We've done a lot of stuff with our website. Um, and honestly, like, it's the old fashioned of just, we go to, I go to the school, I'll hand out rental flyers to the band director. Mm-hmm. And it's making it easier for people to get that information. So there's a QR code on each one of my rental flyers that takes them right to our website mm-hmm. so they can do the rental process. And it's like that ease of use that um, technology has helped so much with that because that, you know, even five years ago, we couldn't do. We weren't able to do that. Hmm. Um, at least, at least my store wasn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? nice. Well, it, it you survived it, COVID too, oh, with yeah. the whole nonsense of not being able to go to places oh and gosh. go to stores yeah, and man. stuff. So, there, there's value to technology. Yeah, yeah, obviously. big time. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's becoming a lot more about helping your customer on their terms, mm -hmm. which like we do online rentals now. A per, you know, a parent can sit at home watching TV at seven o'clock at night and go, oh, I need to get an instrument. Let me do, 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 do. Yep. boom. I've got a trumpet. They'll, they'll text me when it's ready for pickup or something like it's not so it. Yeah, it's it's how helping your customer on their terms now. It's not so much about come in here. Um, I'm only open this time to this time. It's it's you know, it's it's changing the landscape. I think mm -hmm. it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. One final fun question. Oh, Give boy, me the boy. craziest thing that you've sold. Like, what is the most odd and obscure item that you can remember that we're like, man, I can't believe somebody asked for that, and I can't believe I was able to get it for him. I know mine. My, my go-to because it's still true. Um, and it's actually my current employee, Jen Curtis, <laughs> when she was graduating Shenandoah, um, I think it was around the time she graduated, she came in one day and asked for a bass clarinet. We don't care. I still don't keep those in stock. Uh -huh. And all she, she was like, can you get me this Yamaha model of bass clarinet? And I was like, give me a minute. I go back and call Yamaha. And, uh, and they're like, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be in, you know, whenever they tell me. And I walk in and I, I walk back out and go, I can't get it tomorrow, but I can have it here, you know, within two weeks or something. Nice. And she goes, Oh, that's great. This other store told me it was going to be a month. I'll order it from you. Nice. <laughs> and nice. it came in. And I mean, these are not cheap. I was like, back then, that was, oh gosh, like five years ago. No, no, seven years ago. That was like Buku bucks. $8,000 yeah. <laughs> oh, or sure. something like that. Oh, sure. And uh, my Uncle Roger comes in and they're like, who is this sold? Like they, you know, him and our bookkeeper Loretta, like, I guess didn't realize I had ordered. And they're like, what is this? Dude, is this an accident? I said, no, I've got it sold to a customer. We got the deposit in the drawer. And he looks at me and goes, how did you... <laughs> I've sold these to schools every once in a while, but just some, what did you do? I said, she just asked for it. She asked for it. I found it. I guess what, what I do? found it. That's what there you, you do, go. right? That's what it is. Yep. Man, what do I have? I don't know if I have anything that would top that. You can't top that one. Huh? I don't really think I can. You know, it, it would bore, um, this happens every once in a while is I'll just get somebody come in off the street and they go, by chance, do you have blue, blah, 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 blah. You probably don't. Mm -hmm. I go, give me a second. Yeah. Walk in the back, open a drawer, last one. Nice. <laughs> See, about, I great. know there's that guitar. We had a custom made Martin. Oh man. That we really? got it. Oh yeah. And it was, I mean, it was really cool. I called it the super D20. It was awesome. I don't even think I got to play it. Um, it was in the store for a couple of days. A guy walked, you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, this guy comes in. It, it taught me a valuable lesson. I'll get to it. Guy comes in. <laughs> And he goes, I'm looking for a new acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. What's the best guitar you have? And I say, well, I've got a lot of guitars. It's all up to preference. Right. You know, you like bluegrass? What do you like? He goes, I like bluegrass. What's the best guitar you got? I said, well, you know, a Martin D28 is really popular. That's probably the most popular bluegrass guitar. He looks at me and goes, son, the most popular bluegrass guitar is an HD28. <laughs> oh, Okay. It's like well, a trick question, yeah. right? <laughs> the best guitar I have in here, sir, is this brand new custom Martin. It was custom made for us from Martin Guitar. We got it made with this back and sides and this top, everything. It's about $5,500. He goes, oh. And I play a couple chords. He goes, that's the guitar I want. Nice. <laughs> Let me tell you, folks, when somebody says, what is the best guitar you got? Just take them right to it. The most expensive one. <laughs> just take go. them to it and Love go, buddy. done. <laughs> Let them play it. Let them have fun. That's what's great about an, an in-person store, too. Yes. You yeah. can test it out. Yeah. You can play with it. You can just see what you feel, touch, play, experience the instruments right then and there. Exactly. Have the customer service. 
ready to go. hundred percent. Well, tell us before we leave, how can they get in touch with you guys? Where are you once again? I mean, I know where you are, but I'll hear it from you guys. Sure. What do you do? Well, we are on 2133 South Loudon Street here in wonderful Winchester, Virginia. That's a zip code of 22601. You can reach us by phone at 540-665-2781. Jay, what's that website? www.shenmusicstore.com. Make sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Best podcast voices known to man right there. That's right. Get into that microphone. I love it. Well, Matt and Jason, thank you so much. Glad that you guys were able to join us today because we really do love promoting the local community. People and businesses, you guys are part of it. So thank you so much. Yep. Well, I knew it was a great idea to have Matt and Jason on. They bring the energy and bring the fun and just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, And even after I got done chatting with them live on the record, hey, that's okay. We don't need to talk about, um, don't need to talk about our own personal experiences, but they are amazing musicians and we're able to collaborate together to help with um, some of my recordings and play at different places. And uh, trust me, they're great musicians. So therefore they have the experience they have the knowledge and they have the enthusiasm and motivation to help you out with any of your musical sources and resources. So definitely go to Shenandoah Music, check them out. Well, as we move on to wrap up this episode, let's talk about the upcoming events in our local community. Well, since we are on every other week, I'm going to talk about a couple things in a row for this weekend and next weekend. Um, the first is that there is actually a walk to end Alzheimer's for the Northern Shenandoah Valley. And this is going to be an event that is Shenandoah um, Valley. You can register early at nine o'clock. The ceremony's at 10 o'clock with a walk to follow. And uh, the contact information is gonna be, just go to the Shenandoah uh, Museum of the Shenandoah Valley, or there's actually a walk um, to end Alzheimer's site, um, act.azt.org. So that's something that's coming up where they're trying to raise money, obviously, and help end Alzheimer's. The other thing that's going on this weekend downtown is the Old Town Winchester Oktoberfest. Um, October is right around the corner, so they're going to have an amazing outdoor experience on September 29th, um, tomorrow. So you get a chance to just have a great outdoor atmosphere, uh, make it make you feel like you're in Germany, essentially, with 10 different Virginia brewed beers and ciders and wines from areas around the local um, region. There's going to be music. So 10, 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock um, during the evening, downtown Winchester. Um, make that just a fun, special outing for yourself this coming weekend. Next week, I'll just highlight a couple things. There's several things happening. First of all, Shenandoah University has their homecoming, so they have a whole slew of activities for homecoming events all week long, um, starting Wednesday through Sunday, which would include, obviously, a football game, so go to their website to learn more about that. But then, actually, if you go to um, the Apple Blossom website, which is thebloom.com, you don't normally think about going there um, during the summer and fall after Apple Blossom Festival. However, they have a harvest hoedown. And so you have to celebrate the fact that apples are now in season. And um, they are having, which is going to be at the Landfall Lodge. 
um, out on Chestnut Grove Road um, outside of town in Winchester. There's going to be live music, dancing, a dinner, an open bar. Enjoy the fall leaves. Only 200 tickets will be sold. So go to their website to check it out and purchase tickets. It just, just sounds like a neat time. There's going to be music. Um, the Nathan Barges Band will be there. So check that out. And then you'll have food from Jordan Springs Market, barbecue served at 630. It sounds like a really cool time. So this weekend and next weekend, those are just some of the key highlights going on here in our local area. Obviously, there's way more that you can probably cover and look up yourself. But those are the things that stood out to me. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. I hope you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you in a couple of weeks. Remember, when you look for your real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. So I really love how you spend your valuable time with me on a regular basis. I would love it. You know, if you take a moment to subscribe, first of all, subscribe so you get these podcasts on a regular basis, but then share this with your friends. You can let them know that you can find Iconic Talk on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simon Vitalia, and to our social media queen, Liv Gordon. Until next time, think Iconic. <laughs>